You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. I'm so happy you're with me. This is episode number 97, and we are pushing towards that magic number of 100 episodes. 100 episodes is a big deal. It's a huge milestone in the history of any podcast or any show, and I appreciate you being with me on the journey. And if Leading and Learning is helping you, if this podcast is providing you with content that's that's helpful and useful, I would so appreciate it if you'd share it with a friend. Either share the link for the show or even your favorite episode. It would help us so much because our goal is always to serve more people with uh, with the great content that we provide. And uh, we know that uh, if you're listening to us, you're a sharp person and you've got sharp friends who would benefit as well. So thanks for doing that. Today we're talking about leadership. And I want to share uh, some advice, some tips, some keys for new leaders. We're going to call this show Five Tips for New Leaders. And if you're not a new leader, listen anyway. I think this might be a little bit helpful for you. Might provide you with some refresher information, some stuff that you can use as well. You know, as many of you know, and as I've shared before, for many, many years I was a police officer. I retired as a lieutenant in 2011 from one of the largest police departments in the southeastern United States. And after I'd worked at the police department for a number of years, I finally got promoted to sergeant. Now, this is a big deal. I'd already been a corporal for several years, but sergeant is a huge, huge promotion within any police department. Because um, for those of you that are in the military or um, those of you who have law enforcement experience or even those of you who were frontline supervisors yourself in your business or, or, or industry, you know that it's the frontline supervisors that make things happen. It's the frontline supervisors, it's the sergeants, it's the, the, the guys that are um, supervising and managing the day-to-day activities of those who actually do the work that make sure the organization moves forward. So, so within a police department, sergeant is a huge promotion, and I'd finally gotten promoted. And my first day in my new rank at my new precinct was on a Saturday. Now, my boss, who's, who's a lieutenant, um, normally would not work on a Saturday. They would work Monday to Friday. But on this Saturday, he showed up to welcome me, to introduce himself to me. Of course, we knew each other, but um, to introduce himself as my boss and to uh, welcome me, to tell me his expectations, to introduce me to the shift. And after roll call, after I sent the officers out to, to, to you know, into their assignments, into the areas they were going to be working, uh, the lieutenant left for home. He said, listen, I'm off for the next couple of days. The other sergeant's on vacation, so you're going to be on your own for a few days. I'm sure you'll be fine. You know, it was a bit of a scary situation going from being just one of the guys, from just one of the police officers, working a zone, working a district, to now being in charge of a shift 
of 10 other police officers. I was expected to have the answer to every question. I was expected to know how to deal with every situation. I had many years of law enforcement under my belt, thankfully. So as the day progressed, my confidence grew as well. I thought, you know, I can do this. Now, sure, there were a lot of things that I had to learn. You're always learning. You're always educating yourself. You're always um, gaining uh, job knowledge and, 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 and real life experience. But thankfully, I also had some great officers and some other uh, assistant supervisors that really helped me and uh, taught me some of the things that I needed to learn. Now, what's your situation? Are you new, a new supervisor in your company? Are you a new manager? Maybe, maybe it's in a church situation. Maybe you have gone from being just one of the other volunteers on a team to leading a team of other volunteers. Maybe you've gone from being just a member of a connect group to now leading a connect group. Or maybe you're even in another situation where you've gone from being an associate pastor or a youth pastor or an executive pastor to now you're the senior pastor. And everybody looks at you and expects you to have all the answers and to know everything. Well, no matter what your situation is, I want to share five simple tips, five keys that I think will help you um, as a new supervisor, as a new leader. These are things that I learned over my first few months as a new leader, and they really helped me um, to become a pretty good sergeant in the police department. Number one, be yourself. Don't try and be the supervisor that you're replacing. Don't try and be um, the, the supervisor, that, the last supervisor that you worked for, even if they were a good one. Your people want to connect with you. They're working for you. They, they're not your enemies. They want to get to know you. So make it easy for them. Take the mask off. Um, people are drawn to authenticity. They want to know the real you. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. If you're not comfortable in your own skin, you're going to have a very, very tough time leading people. Because here's what happens. Insecurity. If you're insecure as a supervisor, insecurity breeds fear. Well, this is a terrible thing in leadership. But insecurity breeds fear, and fear breeds, it creates micromanaging. And listen, everybody hates a micromanager, even other micromanagers. So be yourself. If you don't know, say, I don't know, but I'll find out. There's something refreshing about honesty. When our people come to us and, and they, need a, they need our help, they need a decision, they need something, don't be afraid to say, uh, I'm not sure, but I'll let you know. Now, of course, you can't do that every time. Part of, as we'll talk about, part of, part of the job is making decisions. But when you're new, they understand. And there's always going to be something that you don't know. And acting like you do know is the worst thing that you can do. So let's be honest. Let's, let's be ourselves. Let's let our people know the real us. Number two, share your vision. 
You know, your people don't want uh, your relationship to be a mystery. Uh, they want to know what you expect. What are the the things that you want from them? What are the things that you're going to emphasize? They want to know this. Um, it shouldn't be a mystery. It shouldn't be a secret um, what you require from those who report to you. So tell them. Share your vision. Communicate where you see your team, where you see the business, where you see the shift that you're supervising, where you see the organization or the church. Where do you see yourselves going? What's the journey going to look like? How long is it going to take to get there? Now, obviously, if you're supervising a shift of, of uh, police officers, this is an ongoing thing. But you still, especially if you're making changes or if you're maybe even replacing a, 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 a bad supervisor, somebody who is ineffective, you're going to be instituting gradual changes to get the shift back at a good, healthy place. So how do you see that journey looking? How long is it going to take? What's it going to cost? You know, this is important. What's it going to require of your people? Start sharing your vision immediately. Don't wait till six months down the road before you start sharing your vision. It's too late then. You've already lost them. Start sharing your vision immediately and share it constantly. You know, when I showed up on that Saturday with my, my new group of officers that, that I was going to be supervising, I introduced myself to them. I told them what I expected from them. And I also told them what they could expect from me. So be yourself. Share your vision. Demonstrate passion. Number three. What is passion? Why is passion so important? You know, passion is one of those things that's absolutely infectious. Um, supervisors that are passionate are going to be so effective in leading their teams. You know, when I get around somebody who's passionate, who's positive, I start to get passionate. I start to get excited. I become more positive just by being around them. Now, we've all had these situations where you work for a supervisor that hates their job, they hate their company. They hate their life. They hate their boss. They're just miserable to be around. These are the kind of people that you just want to stay away from. And the sad thing is they end up poisoning their people. They're in a situation where they can really motivate people and encourage people and, and, and keep the organization moving forward in a healthy way. But instead, their negativity breeds, creates more negativity. A leader who's passionate and positive about the vision, about the company, about their people, being excited and happy to come to work and see the people that you work with, that's a big thing. This is going to spark the same passion in other people. Well, we've got several more tips to share, but before we do that, I want to remind you that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond, 
2.0. This book is a compilation of a lifetime of leadership experience and leadership experiences. It's full of information to help you, whether you're a supervisor or a manager or a pastor or an associate pastor or a team leader, or if you just want to go farther in life. Because if you're not an actual leader, if you're not leading people right now, it's going to help you lead yourself. Because the other thing that this book offers is some great information on developing yourself, time management, setting goals, and becoming more successful and getting more accomplished in your life. This version of Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond is the 2.0 version. It's the newest version. It's got over 10 new chapters. It's been revised. It's been updated. And I know you're going to love it. So check it out. You can read the first couple of chapters for free on Amazon. But click through and grab your copy. The 2.0 version is only available as an ebook, so you can take it with you wherever you go. Welcome back. We're talking about, we're giving you five tips for new leaders. Five tips for new leaders. And we talked about uh, the first three. I've given you be yourself, share your vision, and then number three, demonstrate passion. We've got two more tips. Number four, build your team. One of the pieces of advice that I received as a new police sergeant was to focus on helping your top performers. See, what happens in in supervision and management is, especially when we're new, we want to focus on those that, that aren't performing as well. We want to focus, we call them in, in, in supervision, we call them the bottom 20%. And, and we want to focus on them because we think we can fix them. And there are situations where you can help people improve. There are situations where you can help people rise to the top. But the reality is we end up as a supervisor investing so much in our bottom 20% that we neglect our top 20 or 30%. And one of the things that we have to do is focus on our top performers. Listen, if you're supervising a team of salespeople, sure, it's great if you can help a few people in the bottom bump their numbers up. But you know what? you're going to get so much more bang for your buck if you can help your top performers become even more successful. I promise you it's going to take you and your team to another level if you can help them do even better. So focus on your team, but also understand that you're focusing your primary time, effort, and energy into your top performers. The reality is, in most cases... The bottom dwellers stay on the bottom. You're probably not going to change them. I saw in all my years of supervision and management, you know, I'd bump people up. I'd help them, you know, improve a little bit. But there's a reason they're on the bottom. And in many cases, it's because that's where they choose to stay. So as a new sergeant, I was really blessed with a couple of really good corporals. Corporals were like assistant supervisors. And so what I did was I focused on these guys in developing teams around them. 
I empowered my corporals and gave them authority to do things, to make decisions. And I focused on them and helped them build the teams around them. And what eventually happened is I focused on these corporals. They went out of their way to help me. These guys made my job so easy. Um, They were absolutely amazing. And so, you know, of course, it's reciprocal. They're helping me. I'm helping them. And eventually, I think almost every corporal that I worked with is a sergeant. Every corporal that worked for me, almost every one got promoted to to sergeant themselves. And then someone on and got promoted to lieutenant. So invest in your people. Invest in your team. And understand that it's the people that are already performing well that are going to be the ones that you want to invest the most in. And then number five, we've covered four things. I've given you four tips so far for new supervisors. Be yourself, share your passion, excuse me, share your vision. Number three, demonstrate passion. Number four, build your team. And number five, number five, make decisions. This is one of the primary roles of a leader. And for a new leader, this can be especially scary. What are going to be the results of my decisions? Am I going to get in trouble? Is it going to come back to haunt me? Is it going to cost me my job if I make the wrong decision? Oh, making a decision can be so hard for a new supervisor. You know, on my first day as a new sergeant, I had to make several important decisions. You know, I could have hesitated. I could have called the lieutenant at home. Hey, what should I do about this? And listen, there's a time to do that. There is a time when a decision is going to have serious consequences to to run it by somebody else. But you know, when you're promoted to to the role of supervisor, when you're promoted to the role of manager, when you're um, elevated to that position of vice president or president of the company or Uh, leading a team of volunteers, or you become the senior pastor instead of just an associate pastor, part of what comes with that job is a requirement to make decisions. This is one of the primary roles of any leader, and your people will love you for it. There is nothing worse, worse than working for an indecisive supervisor. Now, look, it's good for our people to to, to you know, use initiative. It's good for our people to make decisions. But, you know, there's sometimes, whether we should buy this one or this one, or whether we should do this or this, or whether we should um, take the team in this direction or that direction, or whether we should focus on this client or that client, you know, there's a time when that, that's, that's a, a supervisor question. That's a leadership question. Um, and so that's what we need to do. We need to be focused on making decisions. Decisiveness inspires confidence. We're going to lose the confidence of our people if we say every time, oh, well, let me check and get back to you. Make a decision. 99% of the time, it's going to be the right decision. And if it's the wrong decision, 99% of the time, the consequences aren't going to be that great. I mean, we're working for the police department. We're making life and death decisions. But even in decisions where I didn't get it quite right, the repercussions usually aren't that serious. 
So, of course, sure, there's times when you want to check before you make a decision, check with your boss, or at least run it by him. But most of the time, make a decision, stand by it. Because in so many cases, any decision is better than no decision. So, just a quick recap. Five tips for new leaders. Be yourself, share your vision, demonstrate passion, build a team, and make decisions. Now, it's your turn. What tips, what advice, or what keys would you give to new supervisors, to new managers, or to new leaders? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a comment or a question in today's post. I'll get back to you. We'll talk about it. I love discussing these things with our listeners. So davidspell.com, leave a comment or question. And while you're there, while you're at davidspell.com, check out my website. Make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I publish three blog posts a week, and by subscribing, it'll slide right into your inbox on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I know you're going to love it. Subscribers also get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month, full of extra information, extra leadership tips, information about things Annie and I are doing in Brazil, and yes, letting you be the first to know of all the cool offers that I've got coming up. I've got some really exciting things that I'm going to be offering in the next few months, and I know you're going to want to hear about it. So check it out. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Um, I hope this has been helpful to you. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.